You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yeah, sorry, sir. I just, I don't know if I'll be able to communicate wow. tomorrow. I'll see if maybe somebody can handle my texts. Oh, me. if they'll be able to take control of your phone and right. send me yes. the proper messages. Because that's, that's how big it is. That's how big of a... You don't know it could be that big. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, you I don't really a, know. Are you becoming a pompous actor? Is this no, what's I, happening? Not yet. I'm just saying, I'm just kind of laying the groundwork, just in case. I mean, you know, that's what you're supposed to so do. So you're getting nothing, prepared to be a douchebag. It's nothing personal. I mean, you just oh wouldn't understand. God. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah oh, X. No. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Oh, we appreciate it so much. Wherever and however you're listening, it is so fantastic. Sarah just rolled her eyes at me. I am rolling my eyes. Like, I think I hurt myself from strain from rolling my eyes I'm, that hard. I'm not that serious. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a fantastic... Show lined up for you today. Want to want to get this out there really quick. Joining us here in just a little while is going to be author Don Crawley, who wrote a book called The Compassionate Geek. Which, if, if you've ever listened to the show, you have heard Greg talk about being on like message boards or talking to people when you're trying to figure out a technical thing. And sometimes, sometimes geeks might not communicate in the most friendliest of ways, especially tech geeks, because you know here at Fun Employment Radio we handle all of the. Uh, well, I handle all of the technical ends, which uh, involves a lot of dealing with like website people or fixing problems on the site or coming up with solutions. And it means I have to go to these message boards and talk and, and get answers or write into people. And I get these engineers, for lack of a better word, they have very little people skills. They're mean to you. They're mean. Yeah. They're mean. They're answers. I don't think they intend to be mean, but they come off as kind of, uh, I'm just going to say it, they come off as kind of assholes sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I can't and, believe you don't know this. I know. Uh, seriously, why don't you just reroute the HTTP code and then <laughs> put it in and apply it to this? And, and it's like, okay, dude, I've clearly come here because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just asking for a simple response, a simple answer. Here's my question. And, uh, and a lot of times it doesn't come off good. So he wrote a book all about that. And so he himself, I believe, is a, is a tech person, but he understands the need for customer service. And so... As it's being pointed out, you just can't treat a famous actor that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, it, I'm really excited about it. And actually, um, I just got a message, too. He's been listening to previous episodes, and he's very excited about coming Oh, out. very cool. So, yeah. Very cool. So he's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. Um, also, want to remind everybody, just got to get the business stuff out of the way here because we have our Fun Employment Radio sweatshirts, which you have two more days to order these. Which we do. And I don't know, if, if you're a fan of us on Facebook, you will have seen my amazing Photoshop skills. So yes. every day we've been kind of putting out a different ad just to remind people about uh, how the sweatshirts are only going to be available for the next two days. Well, from now, uh, two days and four hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 5 p.m. Pacific time, Thursday. That's when the cutoff is for the pre-order, and then that's it. So we won't be able to, uh, we won't be selling anymore after that. So you have until 5 p.m. Thursday to get your order in. And yes, if you are a fan of us on Facebook, Fun Employment Radio, you'll notice that Sarah does indeed, um, <laughs> looks like you've been working out quite a bit there, Sarah. Doesn't it, though? It looks like a, it might, I have like a completely different body. See, I told you I'm, I'm not, that I've been running a lot. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> not used to seeing you with with quite the uh, bikini on. That's It's quite a Quite a quite a lovely ad. That you it's have. yes. So it's, it's nice of you to put yourself out there modeling the sweatshirt for everyone. I know. I'm like I. I'm really proud of the way that you know. All of a sudden, I've gotten tan and my boobs are smaller and like you know my the whole body is uh, looks nothing like. My actual body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You can be a fan of us on Facebook and see that. <laughs> That's uh, it's quite risque, I would say. Yes, 
advertising the sweatshirts right there. So <laughs> I just wanted to, to I just want to do some attention grabbing, just so you know, because I keep hearing people like, "Oh, I'm going to buy one," but I mean, you know, can't put it off, or else you're going to forget. Yes, yes, it's true. Yeah, you got to get them in, and thank you to everyone who has ordered them. They're really nice sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Greg, uh, so Greg is talking about. His acting that he's so, doing tomorrow. So, all right. So, behind the scenes, here's what's going on. So, um, I was cast in a television show. I'll say that. It's it's not an extra role. It's not anything like that. I've, I've got an actual part. He has a name. So, like, for example, if you I remember from last Christmas when he was Bob... Yes. In the commercial. Like, you know, because some people, what I've learned from sitting in a room with a douchey actor is that, uh, is that it's very important if you get a name. Because if, you're, if you get a name for something, that means that you're, you're a pretty big role. You're not just like man number four no, or whatever. No, I am not man number four. No, mm-hmm. I, I have an actual role, lines and all that stuff. Although hopefully like the lottery commercial, they don't cut out my lines. But, but um, you never know how they end up editing the things, but yeah, yes. I, I do have a I do have a role. Um, is asked, could it be a recurring role? It could be. We'll see. Oh, it has potential. So has what's going to happen? He has to bring the wow factor tomorrow. I, oh, so behind the scenes, that being said, Greg Nog will not be here tomorrow. Yes. So uh, I am going to be hosting the show myself, along with, I think potentially Aaron Duran because he had expressed interest yesterday, and. Miss Lisa Wood. Awesome. Which is going to, I'm going to say this now, this is not going to be safe for work. <laughs> this is not going to be safe for work, not going to be safe for work. So tomorrow, like today is fine, today is fine, but tomorrow I'm just saying, Lisa is a fiery, a fiery vixen, one yes. of my dearest friends, and she will not be controlled, and she will basically say whatever the hell is in her mind, so, and usually that has a lot of filthy things going on with it. It always does. In the best way. So, uh, just so you know, tomorrow, and perhaps we might have a couple cocktails, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That's what you have to do. So, um... So here's I, I can't say what it is I'm doing I, I just can't Because you have to sign stuff for that But I will say this um, The shoot is out of town So I'm going to be oh, Traveling Greg, out of town Not Greg's far on, Are you going on location Greg? Going on location yeah. About an hour out of town Hour and a half And I So I'm going to be gone all day But I uh, I have to I'm riding in a bus With all the Like the LA people Wait like the what? LA actors and stuff Wait you're, like that. you're yeah. in an actor? Bus? Yeah, I'm on an what actor bus. What is an bus. actor bus? I mean, is it just have a bunch of, like, is it just mirrored walls and you guys all stare at each other, at yourselves in the mirror and like repeat your lines? I don't know. I've never been on an actor bus before, so I don't know. It's like some we're being picked up and take taken to the location, and then I don't know what goes on. I mean, I know what my part is. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I'm going to be in the bus for like an hour and a half. Oh with, my god, with a whole <laughs> bunch of actors with strangers. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'm a little Wait, bit... Wait, so what time do you have to... All right, so let me let me ask this. So is an actor bus, is it like a stretch Hummer or something that they're going to pick you up know. in? I kind of doubt it's a stretch Hummer. But, okay. But <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not that level of what I'll be in. Mm-hmm. But it still will be... It'll be me and... Here's the thing, because I, I went to the to the table read for this, so they all seem to know each other, like because they're... I think a lot majority of them are from so LA. So they've worked, on, they've worked on other projects together? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they've all... They've, they know each other and they have all these inside jokes with each other and all that stuff and then I'm gonna be the guy guy. I'm the weird guy (laughs) from the the local guy who somehow got in (laughs) and then I'm gonna be sitting there with all of them while they're doing their inside jokes and then I'll have to be like (laughs) like nervously laugh even though they're talking about you know something that I have no clue about like they were joking about some guy named Mike at the table reading, and they're all like, "Oh, that's so Mike!" I'm like I don't know who Mike is. Oh God, did you laugh along? I, I didn't know what to oh, do. God, I'm like, uh, that's so awful. Yeah, that's 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 funny. Um, so 
So, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's going to be awkward. I mean, I'm used to being around people. I can talk to people, but this is a little bit different. This is where I'm... Oh, my and God, I'm, you're going on an... What is an actor bus? Well, and I'm... So, like, it. what do you have to do? Because you can't alienate anybody or do anything wrong because clearly they're all friends. And if you alienate one of them, if you are rude to one of them, it's going to get back to the full circle and then maybe they'll cut your part. <gasps> oh, no, don't say that. Craig, you've just got to be... You have your charming self. I have no worries about this. But what you need to do is be on your best behavior. <sighs> Yeah, no, I will be on my best behavior. Like, I'm not going to do anything wrong. I just, I I tend to get um, a little quiet in those situations, which I know is shocking to anyone who listens to the show. But yeah, I, I get a little bit shy sometimes in those situations. And so, uh, but I can't do that because I have to put myself out there. But I also don't know what their jokes are. And I don't want to be sitting there being like, oh, who's Mike? Oh, what's that about? Oh, what are you guys talking about now? What do you have? Because then you go too far, oh, that's and then too you're far. annoying guy. And, you're the, and nobody wants to be trapped in the actor van with the uh, with annoying guy. With the annoying guy who's but trying to. But you have to write. You have to skate that fine line between annoying guy and aloof guy. You have to be semi interested but not smothering. Right. And you have to be semi interesting but not overwhelming. It's like this oh, very. Oh man. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to wear? Uh, who are you going to talk well, to? Who do you sit next to? What if you sit I'll next to the wrong person? I'll probably be wearing a lot of what I'm going to be. Uh, Wearing for this for the shoot, I guess. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't. I, Do you have your lines memorized? I don't know. Do you have your lines memorized? Uh, I got them pretty memorized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be fine on the lines. Like I'm not worried about that part. That part I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the actual lines and doing all that stuff. It's all the other stuff that I'm like. Uh. So what you're freaked out about is not the acting stuff, but of riding in a van for an hour with a whole bunch of other actors. Yeah. Are all of them going to be in there? Um, Does it say actors and uh, like actors on the side, like actors in the van? Yeah, I think yeah. Does it have a little sticky thing on the back window, pla- like a placard that says "actors on board"? <laughs> I doubt that's what they have. I doubt that's <laughs> it. Um, all right, John is bringing up a good point. He, he does say, and I do do this. Uh, no, whatever you do, Greg, don't act like Sarah and overshare. <laughs> Don't do the don't Sorry, do the panicked a, overshare. That's what I do. I was taking a sip of coffee and almost spit it out right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I don't want to overshare, but I also don't want to be quiet guy sitting in the corner staring to himself, looking at his phone the whole time. Well, what about? Well, you can't really look at your phone because doesn't your phone die super quickly? Oh, you're right. My phone will be dead within like the first hour and a half because the battery's terrible on my phone. Oh man. So I'm not going to have it. Oh, geez. So what are you going to bring coffee on the bus? What if you accidentally spill the coffee? What if you get the coffee on a, on like a pretentious actress and she's really mad and you're the guy that ruined her outfit? Oh, that would be bad. You probably shouldn't bring to, coffee. Like, you probably shouldn't bring anything. Probably shouldn't bring anything with you. You should probably bring some water, but make sure it has a sealable top because you don't want to sit there. Like, because what if you're like eating a snack or something and like you start to cough and then you're like choking on something and you don't have any water. So you probably should have water. Okay, well, yeah, I don't want to choke. I don't want to have like a cause cause a scene. I don't want to be the cause of a scene when I'm not in. Oh yeah, so this is that's not going to be good. Um, yeah, but then I'm going to need some coffee though because I want to wake up and I'm you're going to need like, some coffee. But you probably shouldn't bring coffee into the actor van. I'm thinking that they probably don't like coffee in the actor van. They probably don't. Huh? What if you get scolded? What if they're like, oh, that lid might not be on tight enough? You know, the last actor we had. Well, knowing me, I would us. spill it on myself you too would. because I've been on I've been on a, a few shoots. In my time, and inevitably, there was one where I spilled coffee somehow onto my shirt that they had just cleaned and pressed. I I don't even know how I did it, but I got coffee on it, and then right before the, we were shooting, they're like, what's that on your shirt? I'm like, I don't... I think it's coffee. Oops. And they had to stop and then re-clean the shirt and, and redo it. And then I was on another one where it was a commercial. This was a national commercial, and... It, a lot of it was focusing on my hands. I was played like a tech guy, ironically. You were a hand and, model? Uh, like no, George Costanza? I wasn't just a hand model, but my hands were featured. That was part of it, was me like configuring some tech stuff. And somehow, 
I sliced my hand right before I walked onto set and I'm sitting there getting ready to do it and I noticed this red and they're like, uh, what's that on your hand? And it's just my hand gushing blood on the set and so they had wow. to stop and like bandage me and then try to re-shoot it so you couldn't see the... So you should cut. basically just bundle up in something like wear gloves and like a big puffy jacket and stuff and just shield yourself from the elements. I pretty much need a bubble acting. suit. I need a bubble suit is yeah. about what I need. That's that's about the only way I You need like I a use. Missy Elliott like garbage bag outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what you need. <laughs> yes, that is that is what I need. Um, it's being suggested in the chat. Call the call the other actors loudly by their first and last names and you'll be instantly accepted and look super cool. Oh, or you'll look totally stocky. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, about were you that. introduced to them? I mean, should you know their names by now? How many of them are there? How many actors do you think you'll be in the van with? Um Is it a big production? Like eight or nine. Eight or nine? I think. Whee! Eight, probably. Set probably seven or eight people. Yeah, I think I think we'll be in there, and then uh, then crew. I don't know how many of them will be in there too. But yeah, but they probably have a separate van, right? It's the talent van, and then the crew. No, I don't know what goes how on. How do they this. divide that? Stuff? I don't know about. Do you have this your kind own chair? Thing. Is it going to say nibbler on it? I I don't. Do you have a chair for resting that you're going to have nibbler written on? I'll probably have a chair, but it probably won't have my name on it. Mm. It'll probably be somewhere for me to sit. You should I probably mean. bring some duct tape and a sharpie just so you can you know put your name on your chair so nobody accidentally sits in your chair. No, no, I don't want to do that. What, like walk around and name everything for myself? No, I'm not saying name everything, but I mean you could bring your own chair and then put some duct tape on the back of it and write nibbler on it so everyone knows that it's your chair. No. And they take you seriously as an actor. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over really well. Especially since the other people that I'm going to be with, the majority of them are, they have bigger parts than I do. So I can't be like overstepping bounds. I got to know my place. Yeah, Greg was showing me a couple of the actors in this. I've seen them, and well, I mean, we've all seen them and stuff. But I've seen them, and uh, one in particular I remembered from an episode of something that I watched. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she will be in the van with me. Yes, she will be there. Who's she? Uh, well, the the one that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Well, see, let me see. Well, I have nothing really to compare except for that one time when I was an extra on Portlandia. So uh, when I was sitting in my little, uh, you know, in our little area that they put the the extra wrangling area where you just right. sit there surrounded by oh, I've done nobody the, I, talks to you. Oh yeah, I've done the extra thing. But That's... I didn't know what to do either. But you know what did help me, and this is actually something that I wanted to do to help you. But you might get carsick. What? Well, I was gonna say bring a book. Like, bring a book to read, but then it might be dark. Well, I guess you're not leaving too early, but, like, bring a book and you can read it in the van. Maybe bring a book that you think other actors would like. No, oh, but then I, okay. Oh. Well, what about my National Geographic? Can I bring that? And then I can just talk about it. Well, yeah, I, I love National Geographic. No, then, nobody's you know, going to want to talk to the weird National Geographic guy. Also, don't bring your karate magazines that you used to, or your ninja magazines. I could, I could go get a ninja magazine if they don't still make those. get a ninja magazine. That would make me look pretty cool, though. If I was like, oh, yeah, no, uh, nothing. I'm just uh, looking through uh, my ninja magazine, you know, they New article on throwing stars. They're changing up the, the way that they're Are you going to say it just like that? They're made with titanium now, so that's a little bit of a different... A little different. It's not how it's traditionally made, but this is a, kind of the new way that they're making them. So it kind of fits a little bit more of a modern, and then there's fancy plastic throwing stars. They're just as strong. But, uh, you know, you can you can use them. You can conceal them. Maybe that's you should bring a book with about. you that's written by a famous actor, like some sort of like biography <laughs> or something. No, that would be the douchiest thing Yes, ever. it would. It would be awesome. <laughs> bring up like you know, bring find some like fancy like like a George Clooney or something. I'm sure he's written you know how to ghostwriter write a book or something write something like how to be the best you can be. Oh God. Get like a get like a bring like a dress for success book. For bring acting. a self yeah bring a self help book. Oh the art of method. No I, I no no I don't want to do that either. It's just oh this is gonna be. I mean I'm excited about it but uh, I, this this is the part that that yeah it makes me a little bit. Uh, 
a little bit nervous. Well, I'm saying the only thing when I couldn't figure out, you know, what to say to anybody because I too was really awkward when I was sitting with the. I, we didn't have our own van or anything, but we had a picnic table quarantined from everybody else so that we didn't bother <laughs> picnic anyone. table with a tarp over it yeah right that you guys got to hide under but um you know eventually we bonded because we were sitting there for hours and hours but for the first part of it i just i read a book because i didn't know what else to do so i'm saying bring a book bring a book all right i'll bring a book but then i have to talk about the book so i bet it better be a book i know a lot about oh man uh this is gonna be well anyway that's what i'm gonna be doing tomorrow this entire time Oh my god! So that's going to be pretty stressful. Yeah, see, I'd rather Hopefully just go in and do my part, and that's then. then no, but you have it. this is like a like bonding. I know. Like you can't just be in that. Like you clearly have to see this might be a test. What? Because you said that they've all worked together multiple times. They have. They all seem to know each other. I think they've all worked on other things together. Okay, well, if they've all worked together, maybe this is your test to see how well you can mesh with them. This is going to be the, like... See if I fit in? This is going to be the all or nothing, because they all know that they can work together well. Oh, man. They don't know if you can. Oh, no. They don't know if, you, if you're if you up for it. They don't, know if, they don't know if I fit in. They don't know if you fit in. But what if I... But, I mean, I should fit in. I'm, I'm nice. I can be really no, nice. You, sometimes you can be nice. I can be nice. Yeah, I could, I could be nice, and I, I could be... Uh, see, the problem is then I might try to be funny, and it won't go over. That's the worst thing ever, mm-hmm. is if you try, try to, to make funny. a joke and try to be funny. You're not very good at that. Don't try to be funny. I could be funny. Uh, like, what if I... But th- but then if I say a joke, and then it just goes right over everybody's heads. The, the worst thing ever would be if I tried to say a funny, like, anecdote or a line or something like that, or, or said something funny, and then no one in the van looks at me, and they all pretend like they didn't hear me. Well, don't say anything loud enough for everyone in the van to hear. That's your number one thing. Uh, you should not be talking that loudly. You befriend the person next to you. That's what you do. Okay, so I gotta get a partner. Yeah. Partner so I mean, when you sit down, I mean, it's going to be when they pick you up. They've probably already all had breakfast and stuff together because they're friends, and they're just picking up. They the weird totally guy. will have had breakfast together. And so this is going to be a very important decision. If you have two seats, you need to pick out who you're going to be sitting next to. Like who's the friendliest face, because that will make or break your entire day. If you choose to sit next to the wrong person and you have a negative experience with them, that's going to get back to everybody else. However, oh. if you choose the person that seems friendly, oh. you need to find the one that you deem to be the friendliest and the nicest and might have the most pull, and you befriend that person. <sighs> it's like the key to being popular. You befriend the most popular person. Katie is asking, does Greg have an agent? Yes, I have an agent, but he's he, not, he's he not has be an agent. <laughs> no, he just handles the behind the scenes. He just books the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't come with me on these things. Um. Hmm. All right. All right. So, so befriend. So the rules are befriend, befriend, befriend one person, and then like latch onto that person and don't let them leave. Don't latch onto them. Don't be follow them around. Don't be latchy. But you need to have one person in your corner. If you can get one person, then you'll be okay. You just need one. Mm -hmm. But you need one within that inner circle. Right. It has to be someone. It's it's not the it's not the acting side that I'm nervous about. It is. It's it's the van and. Being people I don't know, yeah. and they're all buddies. That's the part that makes me uncomfortable. Yep, that's all you have to do. Just just win over one. <sighs> all right, all right, okay. So I got to win over one. Mm-hmm. So I got to try really hard, really hard. Should I like study up on what this person's done, and then like just recite their like IMDb page back to them? And no, that's that looks like you've been stalking them, and you're desperate that for does friends. Look, yeah, that does look stalking. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. That does look stalking. But you know, as like when I worked with a uh, <laughs> Rick Rutherford in the chat says live chat at funemploymentradio.com/live, which of course, if you subscribe to Fun Employment Radio, you can uh, join six ninety nine a month. First week is free. He says uh, it's like prison. Greg, find the biggest actor on the van and punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I have to do? Like, show set him the who's tone. Boss. Set the tone right away. 
with the tone like you're the you're the asshole that punched somebody in the face. Yeah. Well, and honestly, a lot of them are pretty. <gasps> this small, is another so. one. Edward says, "Tell the other actors now. You get to see what acting really is." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking gold. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's that's uh, it's it's what it's going to be. So it's it shall be. I will get craft services, which is awesome. Okay. Oh, that's that good. I'm <gasps> that's the other thing. You have got to like rein in your snack eating. Like you can't eat too many snacks. I I tend to get nervous, and I, usually on these things they'll have like a whole big thing of like peanut M and M's, and I'll just I'll just start shoveling them in. I just I can't stop. Okay, well you've got to stop by the handful. You know I'll what just they be hired shoveling in? They M&Ms. hired you the way you look now, Greg. I'm not saying anything bad, but what I'm saying is you can't eat an entire family sized bag of peanut M and M's. They're just sitting out there, and no one ever eats them, and then I just grab them by the handful, and I just get nervous, and I'm just like clump clump. And I just start shoving them in. Are you going to start talking about last last Christmas? And you're like, I was in a holiday sweater. Com- Did you see me in my commercial? I was in the commercial. It played everywhere. It was so embarrassing. I play with this guy Bob. And it was like, <laughs> but it was like really, you know, whatever. I just, I was, yeah, then people recognize me all the time. <laughs> Is that how I should do it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, yeah. So someone's saying, make sure that you don't eat from the lead actor's snack service table. Greg's a, Greg is a in, in it. This isn't yeah. an extra gig. No, it's not an extra gig. So... Yeah, I'm 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 in it, but I you know there is the the leads. Well, I do have them. to say, if you could do one thing, because when, when I supporting, uh, that's what I am. When I did Portlandia, one of the actresses that was there, who was like one of the featured actors, mm-hmm. when I went onto the craft services bus to get like a snack, I had just watched a movie that she was in. I won't say who, because I don't know if I'm. It, they didn't say the thing. Whatever. I watched, I just watched her in a movie recently, and I recognized her, and I'm like, oh hey. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like she was funny, and I looked at her. I'm like, oh, I just saw you in this movie, and I'm like, and it was really great. You know, I really liked you. And she's like, oh, thanks so much. So I think if you do it in a way where you can actually find something that you can really like be truthful about, like, oh, I loved, you know, I saw your episode when you were in, like, blah blah blah. Loved that episode. Instead of being kiss assy, like you can say, like, point out something not too long, not too short. Yeah. But don't be like, oh my god, you were amazing. You just say like, I really liked you in that episode of blah blah blah. You were incredible. Don't do that. It made me feel. I mean, it was just. It was just amazing the way that you made me feel after watching it. You know, I just. I, I felt like so connected to to you and to the to the role and just as a person. You know, I just want to say you changed my opinion of a lot of things, not just acting, but about life in general. And oh my god! Really, so I should say something like that. Yes, that's exactly what you should say. Okay. I'm really glad that you're listening to me. Okay. All right. That's what I'll do. Hmm. Ah. All right. Can we do some ball talk? I guess so. I had a, I had a lament that I wanted to talk about. A lament, really quick. A lament. Okay, what's your I saw lament? something on the internet's that really bothered me. Okay, can I tell you? Sure. Okay, because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that would be irritated with this. So of course, you know, like everyone from time to time. Well, I'm not sure everyone. I mean, some people have a lot of money, but I mean, from time to time, a lot of people struggle. With their finances and such, you know? Yes, go like to employmentradio.com slash subscribe for six ninety nine a month. The first <laughs> week is free. Support this entire network and our wonderful studio. So, um, yeah, so people, you know, have their struggles and, you know, do what it is that they do. But you know what is the most annoying thing ever? <sighs> so I was on Facebook, and this is a friend of, uh, like, a, like a, a friend on the internet. Like, I don't know her very well. Okay. But this person... Oh, we're getting like inside dirt right now? Yeah. Is that what's going on? Okay. This person posted on their page, and it just infuriated me, and I don't know why. It just... There was a ball of fire in my stomach. Okay. Maybe because I think it was one of the most single pretentious things I've ever seen written as as an update. Okay. So this person on the internet posted something along the lines of saying... 
I have so much money, I just can't spend it fast enough. Oh. Decided to say, I have so much money, I just can't spend it fast enough. Oh, I just don't know what I should do with all this money. I just wanted to kind of, I almost... Yeah, that's... that's punched my computer. How assholey is that yeah there are so many people struggling including myself like i'm not rolling in the dough and like to for someone to write that as a public post for all their friends like everyone's in different have, financial like situations i have so much money i can't spend it fast i can't enough. spend it as fast as i'm making it was it are you friends with kanye west or something on yeah. there i mean that's wow it was disgusting i yeah. was disgu- I, it took everything inside of me to not write something now this is a friend this is somebody that'll that a lot of people know but uh, i've just never seen anything that pr- I, i'm making money so much money i can't even spend it fast enough is someone is asking were they being sarcastic no yeah no okay Ooh. no it just infuriated me i'm sorry i'm kind of like seeing red right now as i'm talking about this it's making my face hot yeah but i don't i just didn't even know what to do i'm not going to do anything except for talk about it here because this is our, my happy place right and um, because i do i just feel like i could eviscerate this person right on the internet yeah yeah and like with so many people struggling and so many people out of work and doing that stuff like how fucking dare you yeah. put that out there and act like such a pretentious cunt Whew. Yeah, that's uh, is I that as awful as I think it is? Because I I saw that and it sickened me. No, that's that's pretty awful. That's pretty awful. Who Someone does that? I'm making really so much money, I can't even spend it fast <laughs> enough. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, hey, I agree. And that is my rant. All right, do you want to do some ball talk? Absolutely. All right. Yep. You are in the right for feeling that and I'm assuming, yes, you were talking about Rick Emerson. <laughs> oh, yes, because Rick is constantly on Facebook talking about himself. <laughs> but this is like the antithesis of Rick Emerson. This yes. person could never be what Rick Emerson is. True statement. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Got to get over your anger. I know, I'm sorry. I've got balls of fire inside of my head right now. Throwing them away. What was that? All right, uh, it's going to be a potpourri of balls. So I've got a lot of balls here to talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just kind of dash around them. One thing I did want to note: last week, of course, as I do every week, I make my predictions over the weekend. Yes, did three college football predictions and an English Premier League pre- prediction. Guess who was four or four? I know. Bam! God damn it! I haven't been wrong on a prediction in over two weeks. This disappoints me. A hundred. Percent correct. I think people are starting to come around. They're starting to believe, believe in the nib factor. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. Start calling it that. Maybe people on Twitter can start doing hashtag nib factor. They put that into. You're going to make it a trending topic. Yeah, nib factor. And then people will be like all waiting. Ooh. Moving on to ball talk. <laughs> we have this. Uh, the I have to bring it up. I'll keep it brief what I'm going to say about it. But there is an er- <laughs> Nibbleaver is another one that that's Edward suggesting. In the oh chat. no! Yes, I like it. Uh, so the, uh, the Portland is going to be having an Arena Football League team, which is going to be starting next year, and they have finally come up with a name. So they had a big contest for it. They had a whole bunch of different names, and it was kind of voting on Facebook. But the winner, apparently, or at least that the team chose, is going to be the Portland Thunder. Excuse me. The Portland Thunder. 
No, not the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the main rivals of the Portland what? Trailblazers, the big team here. <sighs> the Portland Thunder, apparently beating out the Portland Lakers and also the Portland Spurs. Portland Knicks did <laughs> quite make it Sonics. in. Portland Sonics. <laughs> the Portland Sounders, close runner-up. The Portland Thunder. Just leave that at I'm not going to say I know a lot about arena sports, but that doesn't seem like the best names. <laughs> so many things here that could be original names that you could use based on the state of Oregon <laughs> or the Northwest or the city of Portland. It's being suggested Portland Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Just letting people know. Portland Thunder. You can follow them at PDX Thunder. Moving on to Ball Talk, Sarah, I am... I apologize for not letting you know about this beforehand. Okay. Because it did happen yesterday, and I thought it wasn't happening until this weekend, and I knew maybe you had time to get to Boston so that you could have gone to the Rob Gronkowski Football 101 Women's Clinic. Rob Gronkowski, the tight end for the New England Patriots. I wish you could see my face right now. Also part of the family that's pitching the cartoon. A women's clinic? So Rob Gronkowski, he plays for the New England Patriots. He's a good football player. Got kind of famous for uh, pictures of himself being posted with a porn star. Who was I remember that guy. Also, his uh, family is uh, pitching a cartoon called The Gronks based on their lives. I remember you talking about The Gronks. So what he had was the Rob Gronkowski Football 101 Women's Clinic. And this went on in the Boston area yesterday. It was, uh, the describe is this, the social twist comes in the form of a pre-workout cocktail hour with beer, wine, and gronktinis. Are you kidding me? Women only. Did you really just say gronktinis? Gronktinis. And then Gronkowski goes through walkthrough sessions and a brief station work with the all-female crowd. Then they finish the night with a coffee and dessert hour. Now, you could have purchased these tickets for only $99. Only $99? Are the Gronktinis uh, included in that? No, you have to pay for that. That was, that was a cash bar for the Gronktinis. The event is centered, was centered around football, women, and adult beverages, three favorite, three favorite features of many a single man in his mid-20s. Wow. So I'm sorry you missed out there. I mean, who doesn't like a pre-workout cocktail? Oh, I can understand why Gronkowski would do it. He's got a room full of women there just vying for his attention, and then they're getting drunk. Did he have a room full of women? Is it today? Oh, you know. uh, It was yesterday. You know in Boston there were lots of women willing to show out. It was a lot of like like slutty cougars going like, I'm gronked. Yes. Oh, God. I guarantee it. Sloshing around with their gronk, gronk, what are they? Gronktinis. Gronktinis. For, oh, for God. For $99 a ticket, they probably sold that place out. There were plenty of vapid women that would have shown up for that. And that's why I don't blame Gronkowski. Gronktini. Oh, that's awesome. It's being asked in the chat, uh, if Gronk can host a women's conference, why can't Greg? I could host one about podcasting. For just It's not women. quite as exciting. Well, no, it could be just as exciting. You can have a nibtini, a nibbler shot. Gross. Nib beers. I don't know. There's something we could come up with with this. You want a nib beer? A nib beers. Greg nib beer. Mm-hmm. I like dill teeny. No, see, that's not as exciting. That no. sounds amazing. No, that doesn't work. Nope, doesn't. It work. It could be like have like pickle juice and vodka. It could be a dill teeny. Oh, that sounds good. I want a Deltini. Ooh, Deltini. Yeah. 
Moving on to Ball Talk. We'll just do. I know we're uh, running low on time. And you have some world of crazy, so we'll do. We'll do a couple more stories. And this is this one, Sarah. This may get you to go to an actual baseball game because the new, free hot dogs, not free hot dogs. The new ballpark in downtown El Paso, which is for the El Paso Chihuahuas, a minor league baseball team, is allegedly haunted. <gasps> dun dun dun! So it's a it's a brand new ballpark, which is. Which is kind of weird that it's uh, already haunted, but it's uh, allegedly. Well, Greg, sometimes it doesn't matter if the place itself is new if it's on old haunted ground. While the Chihuahua ballparks, the Chihuahuas ballparks, right field is the site of one of El Paso's oldest cemeteries, Campo Santo. Campo Santo. So Campo Santo was there. It was a cemetery. Um, it says in the 1830s to 1850s, and when they were building it, they thought they removed. The bodies to another spot. Oh, however, no. they don't believe that they got them all. <gasps> it's being stated that they believe the field to be haunted, even though it hasn't been open for all that long, and there's really no evidence of it. They moved the headstones, but left the bodies. They left the bodies. So there we go. You can go see the El Paso Chihuahuas. And hang out in their haunted ballpark. I just like that their name's Chihuahuas. That's pretty awesome. Don't go there. Don't go up there. Don't go there. Don't come back the same. All right. Finally, in ball talk, we have this. Now, I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. And really, it's it's not a whole lot of opinion. I just I just kind of want to play this. This happened at the University of Michigan football game on uh, on this last weekend. When the University of Michigan team was taking on Nebraska. And at the halftime, the University of Michigan president, Mary Sue Coleman, got on the loudspeaker and gave a halftime speech. Tell me what you think about her state in this halftime speech. I'm just going to play it and see what you think. Okay. It's being speculated about a couple of things. Quite, uh, explain to me what this would be all about today. <laughs> I thank you so much. And one of the things that makes me so proud is the tradition of Michigan. The great coaches that we have at Michigan. The great So that was recorded from the uh, audience. Somebody recorded that. I think somebody had one too many gronk-teenies. Am uh, I right? Go uh, back. Bam, bam. So that was the University of Michigan president, Mary Sue Coleman. <laughs> um, she's claiming she was thrown off by the uh, reverb from the mics. Well, that could throw you off. No. A little bit. <laughs> She's the president of a university. She's never spoken on a university like loudspeaker or a stadium loudspeaker. No, I don't think so. Nonetheless, that is what she's claiming. Not that she had had too many cocktails no. No. before she got on a loudspeaker in front of like. I would know of no such situation. Probably, I'm going to guess happens. Michigan Stadium holds 100,000 people. I would assume. <laughs> and she didn't have a stroke, right? 
Uh, no, it's being noted that she didn't have a stroke. No, she's claiming she was just thrown off by the reverb, and that's why she sounded that way. That was her response. Okay. All right, so no medical issues. Of the University of Michigan. <laughs> Very proud. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. So when is our guest coming? Is he texting you or calling in the other room? I just don't want to... Uh, he will be... Getting, I believe he will be calling up at uh, one thirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, should we do some quick world? Let's do some crazy? quick world of crazy. Okay. Feel really good about getting that earlier diatribe off my chest. That's good. Feels better. Yeah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First three words, Greg, please. A Florida man? At a North Fort Myers, Florida. A Florida man has been arrested after deputies found him walking around a North Fort Myers neighborhood wearing just a poncho. <laughs> According to reports, deputies responded after receiving a call about a possible indecent exposure case as the man was wandering around the neighborhood. When deputies arrived, they came to discover 46-year-old Stephen Van Alphen walking around in a colorfully colored poncho. With absolutely nothing else on. (laughs) Deputies recognized Van Alphen as a man who had previously accidentally exposed himself while doing ninja moves in his front yard a couple months previously. Uh, (laughs) For that one, for the excuse, he said uh, he didn't mean to be pantsless for his ninja moves. However, (laughs) he was doing cartwheels and he was so furiously ninjaing that his pants just fell down. So that's what happened. That's in the first case. This is, But this is the second case. This is the case of the colorful poncho. So uh, Van Alphen's roommate told authorities that Van Alphen had been drinking heavily for three solid days and then left home because he just wanted to wear his poncho and nothing else because clothes were st- uh, too constricting. Uh, the roommate claimed he becomes violent and irrational when drinking, so she just let him do whatever it was <laughs> that he was going to do. Oh. When deputies spoke to Van Alphen, he told them that he was wearing a poncho because it was his, quote, Clint Eastwood poncho, and he loved it. <laughs> He then offered to show the officers his genitals by saying, you can see them, but they're too small for anyone to see anyway. Wow. Van Alphen then walked into uh, into his house and sat on the couch, even though deputies told him to stop. Um, on top of the coffee table in front of Van Alphen, deputies noticed a gallon jug of vodka. While Van Alphen was removed from his home, he was clothed and taken to Lee County Jail, has been charged with indecent exposure and resisting officers. <laughs> Showing off his ninja moves. Yes. Maybe that's what I should do tomorrow. Is that we have to do the Mac noises? <laughs> All right, Greg. I think I might have found another uh, source of income for us. Because oh, really? unlike some douchebags on the internet, I don't have enough money where I just can't even spend it off. I just can't even spend it off. <laughs> Greg, in a new job that sounds like it's lifted straight from a screenplay from a romantic comedy, uh. um, women have taken to cruising the online Chinese retailer. So, of course, China always comes up with the best ideas first. A Chinese retailer called Taobao. And this company specializes in temporary rent-a-boyfriends. This company, what? you can actually rent actors to play... Your significant other, in case you're looking for somebody along those lines. Now, so, is this like an escort type thing? or Let me tell you, it's not an escort thing. So for as little as $132 a day, single women in China 
can hire clean-cut 20-something-year-old boyfriends for family and for work functions. So this service is apparently very popular around the Chinese New Year when Chinese women are most likely to return to their home for family parties, but they don't necessarily want to go home single. They want to have kind of a stunt boyfriend to be able to show up with so their parents aren't horribly disappointed in them. So it's particularly in demand among women in their 20s and 30s who uh, face intense social pressures to get married before a, a certain age, although the service is also available for Chinese men as well as women. So according to the article, many of these rent boyfriends hawk their wares on their online retailer Taobao which is the Chinese eBay, which is specifically for these rent-a-boyfriends and girlfriends uh, that apparently doubles as sort of a virtual hub for romances. Well, for fake ones, that is. So for a minimum of three days, so this is what happens if you want to hire yourself a Chinese uh, boyfriend or girlfriend. Hi, Greg. Yes, I'm back. Um... These gentlemen will accompany women, or the women will accompany a gentleman, to various family and social events for a minimum of three days. So you have to do this at least three days in a row. Uh, so some of the ads feature extremely detailed accounts of their services, including shopping. Uh, this is what these. This is what the boyfriend can do with you, uh, including shopping, dinner, seeing a movie. Um, they also charge uh, independently for kissing. This is awesome. I want to do this. But also, if you if you get the certain packages, you can get, if you if you pay for kisses, you also can get free hand holding. <laughs> Would you like to pay for kisses and a free goodbye kiss on the cheek or forehead? Oh, a bonus! So uh, one of the one of the rent a boyfriends in China uh, was interviewed, and he said, "I only rent my time, not my body." So they do not have sexual relations with these folks, but uh, uh, they will play the parts. You know, on the side, they may strike some deals. That's true. Well, uh, this notion is apparently so popular in China. I didn't. This is cool because I never even heard about this. There's even a hit Chinese series imp- inspired by the practice called "Renting a Girlfriend for a Home Reunion," in which the male main character falls in love with and marries his female companion that he's hired to pretend to play his girlfriend during the holidays. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of women are doing this just so they don't face the scorn of their families for not being able to have found a suitor in their 20s or 30s. But it does say that some of them actually do turn into real life romances. However, that's not to be expected just because you rent the person. Oh, no, they're just they're just putting that out as part of the company press release. Be like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. He may actually like you. Maybe if you rent a couple more days, we'll see. Mm hmm. So there you go. If you're in China and I'm sure soon the world. I totally want to get in on this, though, dude. Me too. We should do this. I'm in. I am in. Since we both clearly suck at real life dating, yes, I can charm some parents or whatever you want me to do. Charming as fuck, I could totally do this. Yeah, I'm in. All right, we should get this. All right, fun employment radio rent a people person. Rent us. <laughs> Hi, rent us. All right, and I know our guests here, so I'm going to wrap up. So that, my friends, is your world of crazy. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with more. Hey, I'm just in just a minute. And I'm going to mean I'm just going to talk real slow about <laughs> Sarah's glaring at me right now. Uh, don't forget to stay tuned. I'm stopping you now. Okay. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio. And that's a uh, the full dot-com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to... Well, not at the moment. Uh, I'm Reese Darby. I uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them. And I'll see you next time. 
It's still my favorite bumper. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> I just wish you said Sarah and Greg instead of Nibbler and Dylan. Yeah, but that's our names weren't on there. I think he forgot what our first names were. Well, he were. totally did. He's restarby. He can forget whatever he wants. It's true. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. So, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and we are now joined by the author of The Compassionate Geek and many other books, Mr. Don Crawley. Hello, sir. Mr. Don Mr. Don Mr. Crawley. It's a very regal title. <laughs> it's, it's rather regal. Yes, it is, indeed. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, I don't mean to take over the conversation, but I'm going to for just a second. Do it. It it is such an honor to be here on Fun Employment Radio. Now, every author, every speaker always says that, you know, fill in. It is such an honor to be here on (laughs) fill in. Blank. (laughs) But I want you to know that it really is. And to prove that I'm sincere. And you know when you can fake sincerity, you've got yeah. it made, right? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but I brought you something, Sarah. You brought me something? I brought you something. Yeah. Okay. So let me reach into my bag of goodies. Hold out your hand, close your eyes. Okay. And boy, will you have a big surprise. Okay. <laughs> this is just for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That is awesome. Oh, that is so thoughtful. Tom bought me sausages. I did. I <laughs> They're chicken and maple. <gasps> They're like the healthy kind, too. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ooh, they're not... Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. That I'm is awesome. throwing my food that I brought in today, and I'm eating this right after oh, the show. Don, well, not only that. Okay, so I think I love Don. Not only because of the sausages, but he is also wearing the most bitchin' bolo tie I have ever seen. I have ever never seen. had a woman say that she loved me because of the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> your sausages and your bolo tied on. You know, I think you made I, me blush. I think I just embarrassed myself. <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear! Oh, thank you well, for coming. <laughs> so we started on a low note and took it downhill. Didn't oh, we? this is no. That's a high note. That is, anything that starts with sausages is a high note. No, so I want to know. So before we started talking, uh, before we went on the air, you were saying that you have a friend. In Portland, or you know, family in Portland, who one of the bridges is named after? Yes, correct? I do. And we wanted to guess who it was. So we were trying to guess. We we guessed Hawthorne, and that no. was wrong. And not Burnside. Nope. Morrison. Nope. Ross. Nope. Steele. So you want a hint? Yes. yes. It's a pedestrian bridge. <gasps> Failing. It is. Yes. Ah. Failing Memorial Bridge. Because every time I drive underneath that, it looks like it's the falling pedestrian <laughs> bridge. I'm like, I'm like, that's really morbid. And, well, it, but failing is also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I going to drive under the failing bridge? I know. <laughs> and, and they're a wonderful, wonderful family. They've been uh, a Portland family for a long time, and they're very dear friends. I used to work for for Bill Failing, which is how I know him. And um, they even had. For a time when you would call them, they would say, hello, you've reached the failings, and we are failing to reach the phone. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I feel a, a great connection to Portland, and every time I drive under the failing Memorial Bridge, I, I kind of do a salute <laughs> to my, little, hey. my buddy Bill. So, and who knows? You might be listening right now, so don't sue me. Bill. I know. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Nobody's going to be failing or falling off of that because <laughs> they have, like, encased it now. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I'm like, all right, nobody's getting out of yeah. that bridge. <laughs> Well, um, so Don, you're here in town today because you're going to be having an event at uh, the Jack London Bar um, coming up this evening. But it's all about your new book, The Compassionate Geek, which I, I talked a little bit about at the beginning of the show. Greg is a, that, Greg is personally like he can no, personally connect, connect with this so much so because are you a geek? Well, or I, are you compassionate? I've, <laughs> or I've got a little bit of those, but also a lot of where I've tried to solicit uh, help or customer service. 
Oh, God. from customer yeah, on that service side. that doesn't work. So, like here at the show, um, you know, we do pretty much all the behind the scenes stuff ourselves, at least when it comes to the tech side. So sure. I've had to learn, but I'm not a tech expert, and I've had to go on these forums. But you're good. You're self taught. You're you're. I'm self taught, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not, you know, an expert on. And so on sometimes things. you need to ask for some. So help. I have, yeah. So it's a do it yourself. So I have to learn how to do it, and I'm I'm very frank about that when I ask questions on like forums or or yeah. go to customer service. But some of the tech guys just drive me insane. Yeah. Be- no. No people skills. No mm-hmm. people skills. Yeah. No people skills. Basically, they basically refer to you as an idiot for not understanding what it is. And <laughs> how could you not know answer. that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I've encountered that so many times, and and I don't. I don't well, wait a minute. Are you saying that you don't know that SIP operates on? Port 5060. <laughs> He's such an idiot, right? Oh, I feel so dumb about that. <laughs> Hang on. Let me roll my eyes and sigh. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, when we've been dealing with technical stuff before, I've seen on the message, like the, even the person that we're talking to through like a website, like they're just writing demeaning comments. Like, well, clearly you should have known that before you wrote me. It's like, come on. It's like, no. You know, it has been, it, it's been encouraging to me in seeing some of those forum posts where people do things like that, how it seems like in the last couple of years, people jump in and say, hey, that wasn't necessary. They're asking a question. We're here to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's some backlash against that type of, of really smarmy, you know, nasty, mean-spirited comment. And, and it's interesting, you know, uh, the IT community has – a probably deserved reputation for some arrogance and 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 uh, uh, lack of, of human skills, but there are also. I, I, it's important for me to say this because I work with a lot of IT people who do get it mm-hmm. and who who are kind and who are compassionate and and patient beyond words. And and uh, so, my book is is an attempt to recognize the things that they have done mm-hmm. in delivering great customer service to their end users, and then to say to people who are struggling with it that here are some things that you could do that could make a difference. So it's an advice book almost for people who don't really have those people skills in order to be able to make them more human? Yeah. I mean, the the first chapter is about the four traits of the customer service masters, uh, which are compassion, empathy, the ability to listen and treat people with respect, regardless mm-hmm. of how you feel about them. Yep. Um, and <laughs> that's the, the I, I think pretty much everybody's compassionate, with the exception of, you know, sociopaths and psychopaths. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but pretty much everybody else is compassionate. And I think to a great extent, a lot of us are, are empathetic. Um, sometimes we'll forget because we're human. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that where we start to fall down is on the listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and where we really start to fall down sometimes, and not just IT people, but people in general, is on the respect. Because one of the things in the book is that you, you have to learn to treat everyone with dignity and respect, regardless of how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. And, and some people have a really hard time with that. You mean, even if I don't respect this person, I can still treat them with respect? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. How you feel about them is internal. That's how you feel about them based on your experiences with them and so on. That's inside you. But the, the ability to treat people respectfully, to not do the things that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. is, is external to you, and it's your behavior, and maybe it's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. That is so interesting. So what made you come up with this concept? Uh, I'm a geek. Mm-hmm. Always have been. <laughs> and you're a compassionate one? <laughs> I, well, uh, that's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <clears throat> um, so 
I, I am a technical trainer. Um, I've been a technical trainer for a long time and, and, and done some work with a client on bind DNS training. That's, it was an exciting, compelling topic. And, and Sarah, I'm, I, I'm sure you remember your bind DNS classes. I, I loved them. And we worked on, on Cisco router training with them. And you probably remember your Cisco router classes, yes. too. And, and the access control lists. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the interface configuration. No doubt. And that was my favorite. Yeah, I, I know. It kind of gives me quivers. <laughs> um, but uh, So I'd done this training for this organization. And you know how sometimes it's a fit? Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, it was just a fit. They liked me. I liked them. They said, you know, we have a problem with our, our IT staff in customer service. And would you be willing, could you develop some customer service training for them and deliver it because you're a geek, you're an IT person, and we've tried bringing in regular customer service trainers who, albeit good, Mm -hmm. didn't get the IT aspect. And Mm -hmm. so the IT people didn't treat them very and they couldn't respect them they just because they didn't understand what they go through right and so my role was to come in and say yeah okay i i, I know how to configure a server and i can blow you away in terms of uh, setting up a router or or uh, setting up ip tables or whatever it is but now let's talk about the other side of what we do which you have to be a master of the technical skills you have to i mean you have to know more about that than anybody else mm-hmm. but what takes it over the top what makes it work is your ability to influence other people and you can't influence other people with uh, on a long-term basis without some uh, abilities to finesse your human relations mm-hmm. skills so that was that was what happened and um so this was i don't know eight or nine years ago um and and Anytime you have a training company to develop a class, you always put it online in hopes that other people will buy it, right? So I put right. it online, and the phone started ringing, and, and I've delivered it to Facebook Incorporated, Discover Card, State University of New York, and just a whole bunch of wow. uh, surprising companies that felt like there was a need to either introduce the concept of, of uh, customer relationships and, 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 and customer service to the IT staff, or to ramp it up a notch or two, or sometimes to validate that what they're doing is the right stuff. Yeah. And, and so I find myself in all three of those situations, and, and you just never know until you start doing the project. That's fascinating to teach people like their external, you know, like external versus internal. Like you yeah. don't have to say everything that you're thinking oh, God, the second right. that yeah. you're thinking not only, it. Not only do you not have to. Yeah. Shouldn't. Probably not a good idea to always do that. And, and you know, you think about it's—it's it's really just human relationships. Mm-hmm. It's—it's—it's it's, it's marriage, for example. In, in a marriage, you know, you need to to do what my my colleague Merrill Runyon says uh, in, in in good communication, which is say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't be mean when you say it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get it all out there. It's not that it's not that you don't necessarily say it, but you finesse it. And you're aware of the fact that, that people have this darn thing called feelings and, and this other darn thing called emotions. And, and that, you know, you, you, you have to sometimes soften your, your words or find ways to, to say something without attacking the person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the eye roll and the sigh, that's attacking the person. Mm-hmm. And it never works. Doesn't yeah. work with me. Doesn't work with, with anybody. Yeah. I don't know any situation really in life where that's going to no, work it's, very it's, well. No. You know, no. Frankly, let's call it what it is. It's bullshit. It yeah. is bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. Absolutely yeah. not. Love Total bullshit. Radio. I know. It's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> I'm like, you know about the sausages, so you know we could swear. <laughs> well, no, and that's it's so true. I mean, and 
you know, I think from the customer standpoint, you know, customers can be assholes. I'll call oh, that yeah, out, so too. We all, yeah. you know, and we all can. Yeah. yeah. Present but, company accepted. Right. Not yeah. us. None of us <laughs> exactly. in here. We've yeah. never done anything like right. that. No. Never. Never. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's why when I when I do seek help, like, because I do have such respect for people who know this stuff. You know, it's like I'm coming to you for help. Yeah. And, you know, and I try to be respectful in, in the questions that I ask and try to word it as best I can. But, you know, sometimes you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that's why yeah. I'm coming for help. Right. And so, Two stories about that, and one is with a radio station engineer that I used to work with a long time ago, and the guy was just a jerk. But he <laughs> was—we've known a few. He that's was well, you know. <laughs> but I love. But I always got along well oh, with engineers because you have to know how to talk to them. Well, like, yeah. Guess but you know language. What? I, I'm going to suggest to you that they need to learn how to talk to us too. Yeah. And, and it's a two-way street. I mean, yeah. I, was it Stephen Covey? I think said understanding is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And that's true. But this guy had technical knowledge that was beyond comprehension. I mean, he could tune a transmitter. He could tune antennas like nobody's business and one day i asked him a question about a piece of equipment that i'd seen at a music store because i'm a musician and so i just i'd seen this piece of equipment and said it's so much less expensive at the music store than to get from broadcast supply um why is that and he said well just go get it if you want to (laughs) and i said i'm asking for my own education because i don't know right and and it was at that point i realized that that I had to make a change, and I was I was in a management position, and so I got a, got somebody who had good technical skills, but also was able to get along with people, and and it's just it's so important to do that. So that's story number one. Story number mm-hmm. two is that I have an accountant who gets it, and I'm a moron when it comes to generally accepted accounting principles. I, I, I've run my own business, but I can't balance the books to save my soul, and it's remarkable that I'm not in a federal prison for <laughs> tax problems. But this guy is so good at at taking care of that, and, and he and his staff never roll their eyes, and they never sigh when I call them with the same dumb question every quarter because I've forgotten how to do something in QuickBooks. Oh, yeah. and, and it's the same thing with what we do in IT, that there are people who simply won't get it. Mm-hmm. And they could be very intelligent. I did a project for the, actually training, customer service training for the IT staff at the National Institutes of Health a couple of summers ago. And so here's a, an IT staff who are serving some of the most brilliant minds in the world, not just in the country, but in the world. And occasionally there were people who had multiple PhDs but couldn't, just didn't get a computer. Mm-hmm. They didn't right. understand software. They didn't understand hardware. And their job was to make sure that these PhDs could do their jobs creatively, effectively, productively, and not get not have the computers get in the way. And if you if you have somebody who keeps coming back to you time and time again with the same question, you simply answer it. Mm-hmm. And you don't roll your eyes. And you don't even, if it's on the phone, you don't let on that any of that's happening. You're just their resource. And maybe eventually they'll get it. Maybe not. But that's not our deal. Our deal is to help them work. That totally reminds me of conversations Greg and I have, too, because I am like you. I forget things a lot. And when I'm trying to do something like he has to explain to me over and over again. So maybe, Greg, you should read the copy of the book. <laughs> That's you, true. Maybe there are things I no, because yeah, I, I do. Cause I, I don't like there right. are just certain things that don't stick in my head that I have to ask over and over again. He's just like, don't you get it already? I'm like, I, well, and I that's try. You know, that's a good point. I probably need to take a look at what I do, too. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah, maybe we all need to look at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. probably I, do it, too. I heard a preacher in a sermon one time say that that I, I said, how is it that you can write this and talk to me? 
And he said, well, I just write it for myself and, you know, uh, and let everybody else listen in. And I realized that that's what I'm doing with this book. I, you know, I, you said earlier something about me being compassionate, and I said I'm a work in progress, and that's true. And I think we all are. Mm-hmm. And and so what the book is 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 uh, Don's adventures in compassion land, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get there and realizing that, that it's a lifetime journey, and, and I'll probably never achieve it completely. There will always be some time where, where I, I wish this weren't true, where I treat somebody in a, in a non-compassionate way or uh, without empathy or I don't listen well. My wife probably would say that happens frequently <laughs> um, or, or I'm disrespectful to people. But, but what I'm trying to do in my own life, and, and I suggest this in the book, is that, that it's, a, it's a process of you know, always trying to move the graph up a little bit and know that you're going to, to paraphrase John Wesley, backslide every mm-hmm. now and then. And when you do, don't beat yourself up because that's part of the learning process. You've just learned something that there's a trigger, you know, some means that, 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 that affects you. And so just keep that graph moving up a little bit every time and, and, and give yourself grace to be human and fall back every now and then. That's right. We have our live chat going on right now and our friend Keelan's in there and he says, if I have to explain something to someone 14 times, get a goddamn pen and piece of paper. Well, Keelan, I think that you might be the target demographic for this book. <laughs> Keelan, the book is now available on Amazon. You yes, can get it in Kindle, it? <laughs> Kindle yeah. or, or paperback. <laughs> so, uh, Keelan, I get it. I, I'm completely with you. Um, and the only thing I can tell you is that, that um, I've done that exact thing. And then what happens is they lose the piece of paper. Yeah. And, and, and so you've got to remember that some people just don't get it and, and you know, they're going to ask the same dumb questions time and time again. And just remember Dave Hawthorne, my accountant, who every quarter answers my same dumb questions time and time again. And I'm sure he's thinking, Don, just get a damn piece of paper and write it out. But. You know, and we all are that way. Whether it's with our car, there's certain things where we're not experts and where we're morons. And you know, if if if, if Keelan feels like like he has to you know, tell him that 14 times, I I feel your pain. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm going to say is just deal with it. And, yeah. You know, or good. Or, you know. Oh, I love that. I'm just gonna, next time I see Keelan, I'm just gonna be like, just deal with it. Just deal all right. It. So my wife. Is is an amazing woman. She she is very very bright. She has two undergraduate degrees and a master's degree. I'm, I'm telling you that because I want to emphasize that she's very very bright. Doesn't get computers at all, and I have to tell her some things. Fourteen, fifteen, I, <laughs> who knows how many times? And what I've learned is that for the sake of my marriage. I do so happily and without rolling my eyes and without sighing, and it's the same thing in a job. If your job is to support end users and they're struggling with doing the same dumb thing 15, 20 times, our job is to support them, and and if that job is important to us, then we do it, and we just buck it up, Bucky. Mm-hmm. Buck up. <laughs> this is interesting because this book seems like it's applicable not just for people in like the in the IT business or anything, but even in life. If you're like getting frustrated with people, you know, like it seems like good life lessons to be able to handle people in all realms. I love you so much. <laughs> so the very first review on Amazon was from a woman who attended the book release party, and and that's exactly what she said. Yeah, and I mean the book contains stuff about how to handle a tech support call, the six steps and stuff like that. But it also, it, it, you know, really the four qualities of a customer service master in the first first chapter are the four qualities of being a decent human. Mm-hmm. And and then there's a, a chapter on stress management, and we all deal with stress and some ways to deal with that. And my favorite chapter is the last chapter, which is a chapter on overcoming challenges. And and I tell stories about average people who overcame extraordinary challenges. Can I tell one right now? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool story. 
story. So last summer, while I was finishing up the book, I met a woman named Myung Hee Kim. And Myung Hee had escaped from North Korea. Wow. And so that in and of itself is a story. But here are the details. So uh, her father was killed for the food that he was bringing home to his family, which is apparently very common in North Korea. Her mother died of stomach cancer because they couldn't afford any medical care and and it was barely available anyway. So she and her sister decided that in order to continue living, they had to leave North Korea. And uh, they made three attempts, and on the third attempt, they finally succeeded. But in the meantime, they were captured and thrown in North Korean prisons, and you you can just imagine what that was like. But finally, and they literally had to swim rivers and climb mountains to get into China from North Korea, the, the route that they took. And they finally got into China. Her sister um, was, uh, fell into the grip of human traffickers and was forced into marriage. Um, and they didn't have any contact with each other for nine years. And finally, after nine years, through a, a strange string of events, they were able to reconnect. And Myung Hee arranged for her and her sister and her sister's husband and son because apparently even though it was an arranged forced marriage, it turned out to be a good one, mm-hmm. uh, to escape to South Korea. And and I met Myung Hee last summer when she was in Washington, D.C. as part of a Korean-American exchange program. And, you know, the interesting thing about Myung Hee is you can imagine, and actually you can't imagine the ordeal that she's been through. Oh, There's yeah. no way that we can. But, yeah. but you can kind of get a sense of some of the stuff that she had to put up with. And she's happy and cheerful and hopeful and forward-looking and and she never lets stuff get her down and um I, I also talked with a, a in the book. There's a story about a guy who survived the Chinese Cultural Revolution, and it's a similar story. And, and I won't tell you the whole story on him, but but there's one common trait amongst both of them, and that is that they both say that you can't. Forget the past. You can't forget what happened, but they both refuse to allow it to define them today. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in, in working with a lot of people, not just in IT, but in all walks of life and in just in knowing people, we all know people who've had terrible things happen to them in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I've led a blessed life. I mean, my life has been as cushy as it comes, but I certainly know people who've had really crappy stuff happen to them, and you guys probably do too, or maybe it's happened to you. You can't do anything about the stuff that happened to you in the past. All you can do is control how you respond to it, mm-hmm. how you react to it. And and both Man Chung and Myung Hee refuse to allow that terrible, terrible stuff to define who they are today. And other people allow that to happen. And what ends up happening is they become bitter and it ruins their lives and the lives of the people around them. And the the interesting paradox, the cruel paradox of that whole thing is that, that the the anger and the bitterness and resentment that they feel – hurts only themselves and the people they love, and it has no effect on the people who cause that pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the last chapter of the book is about letting go and about dealing with the bad stuff that happens to you and overcoming obstacles. There's a story in there about a, a guy who dealt with cancer, and, and, and he dealt with it very effectively, and, and today he's making films and, and, and doing some really neat things. There's a, another story about a woman who was incarcerated from the time she was 13 until she was 18, and she decided she wanted to get education. When she tried to do that, the, the authorities laughed at her. But she persevered and managed to do that. And, and there's, I won't tell the whole story again, but there's a great story about her and Malala, the Pakistani girl who was shot by the yeah. Taliban. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you were asking about the book being uh, about uh, ideas of living. And, and it's about 
being positive and uplifting and enjoying your life and, and, and dealing with the bad stuff that happens to you so that you can get on with it and, and, and deal with other people and not bring them down. And, you know, we all know people who cast a cloak of dread over everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we don't want to be that person. What we want to do is we want to cast a, a, a bright light over everybody we, we see. You know, the old thing about I want to be the person that, that uh, brightens the room when I arrive, not that brightens the room when I leave. <laughs> so. Wow. I cannot wait to read your book. Yeah, absolutely. If, if your book is a tenth as good as your speaking ability is, like it's going to be fucking yeah. magnificent. You know, I've never had anybody say that. <laughs> There's a new quote. There's it's inspiring quote. just listening to you talk. I <laughs> no. am so excited to, I, to read, like, honestly, genuinely. Yeah, I ex- feel invigorated, yeah, to, <laughs> after hearing that. Because that is, that is the right perspective that we should be having. And, yeah. Well, it's a choice. Uh, it's, it's great. You know, so. Yeah, and it is. And it's, and it's a right work, choice. you know, yeah. and that's work to have that, to, to keep that in mind sometimes. But, um yeah, done. I, I want to get your book. Uh, well, we can arrange that. <laughs> I bet I know some. <laughs> so uh, people can pick it up on Amazon. Pick it up on Amazon and the usual online resellers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be available tonight at the Jack London Bar, and I'll be happy to sign it if anybody would Absolutely. like Absolutely. So, so what time does your event start? I'm the door is open right at now. 6. Okay. And the event starts at 7.30. And um, the event is free. And the event is free. And so what are you going to be doing during the event? Will you so read from the book? I'm going to give a little bit of a talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I always get nervous when somebody says, oh, I'm going to give a little bit of a talk. And think, oh, <laughs> God, you know. Four hours later. <laughs> so Next um, we go yeah. to chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, in my life history. Uh, so, no, I don't do that. I, I believe in – I don't know whether it was Will Rogers or Mark Twain who said that the key to giving a great speech is to have a great opening and a great closing and a shorter middle as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, I believe in that. And so uh, I'll, I'll give a brief talk based on the book, and then I'll read uh, a couple of the stories. In fact, uh, uh, one of the, the stories that I'll read is about the woman who was incarcerated mm-hmm. as a youth and how she overcame that. Um, so it'll last 20 minutes or so, and then if anybody has questions or comments or you know, wants to share a glass of bourbon. Oh, hey. what's your bourbon of choice? What can they buy you? Oh, my gosh. I, I really do love you a lot. <laughs> Elmer T. Lee. Elmer, Elmer T. Lee. Lee. I don't yeah. even know what that is. All right. Is it too uh, fancy or too cheap? Is it too fancy? Is it fancy? It's fancy. It's kind of. It's fancy. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, it's uh, uh, Russell's Reserve. Russell's Reserve. I think okay. I've heard of that. So it's oh made God. by Jimmy Russell and his son, who are master distillers at Austin Nichols. The wild turkey people? Yes. Okay. And I know wild turkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're more on the I, lower shelves. I have vague <laughs> recollections of wild turkey, and it's, it, you know, it's not because Talk to me about some old crow. And yeah, got yeah, some we're crow. earning our way okay, up well, to so the, we need uh, to we need to <laughs> ramp you up to uh, Elmer T. Lee or Maker's Elmer Mark. Elmer T. Lee. Oh, I like Maker's Mark. Maker's is okay, good. Right. Yeah. Maker's Mark. I like some Pendle- I like me some Pendleton. Yeah. Well, Pendleton's Pendleton. not really a bourbon. That's more of a Canadian. You're right. tastes like a Canadian. See, I don't even know my bourbon. That's whiskey. Mm. Well, I'm looking yeah. at your website, too. Do you have a podcast as well? I do have a podcast. Oh, what is your podcast called? Uh, the Compassionate Geek. Awesome. Uh, CompassionateGeek.com. Very cool. And yeah. so uh, do you do that weekly, monthly, um, whenever you, know, you feel like it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My PR team wants me to do it weekly, and that's my objective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't get there. Yeah. So I do it maybe two or three times a month. Okay. So awesome. sometimes more if I'm if I'm inspired. All right. So, yeah. Compassionategeek.com. Compassionategeek.com. That is awesome. Yeah. So And then go and meet him tonight. You want yeah. to meet this person. Go listen to him speak. Pick up a book. Change your life. Change your That's life. That's right. Pick up a book. Change and your buy life. him some. Mm-hmm. What was it? Elmer T. Lee. Elmer T. Lee. Elmer, Elmer T. Lee. Lee. They have it. 
If not, you know, they have pretty good crow, selection old there. Old crow works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a shot of old crow in a past. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and you know, uh, I have a friend who's an Irish folk singer, and he always says, "Drink up," because the more you drink, the better I sound. So I would say that to you tonight if you come to the Jack London Bar. Drink up, because the more you drink, the more philosophical I'll get. Yes. <laughs> See, and we're sober and we're moved right now. So I know. Just to say, after a couple drinks, yeah, a couple of bourbons. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Don, thank you so much for coming in, Greg. This, Sarah, has, been, this had, is fabulous. We really, and thank. Thank you so much again for the sausages. Be, my stomach is actually growling as it was, it was soon as heartfelt. I know. So. They, I really appreciate it. My stomach has actually been growling as I've been sitting over here. Well, I enjoyed listening to to your podcast, and and I uh, will certainly spread the word. Oh, so. thank, thank you, you so much. much. I understand the story, and and you know, I, I spent a long time working in radio, and so I get suddenly finding yourself unemployed. And oh what yes, you guys did is absolutely brilliant. So thank good you on very you. much. Thank you, yeah. Don. Oh, thank you. God bless you. All right. I want Don in here every day. I know. I think so. I feel so good right yeah, now. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, go see him tonight. Go see him tonight. Jack London Bar. Pick up his book on Amazon or any other online place and go see him. Yep. Go there. see him. Bottom can line. I, can, I, can I say this? Just yes. Be there and be square. Yes. There you go. And can, be square. You can do that. You can do that. <laughs> you just did. You just did. <laughs> it already happened. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back here in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And we are back. All right. That was fantastical. That was awesome. So yes. So definitely go see Don at the Jack London Bar tonight. And also a big thank you to our friend Mike Phillips for, uh, for getting that awesome. Mike, he really is a, he's is an a, upstanding citizen. Mike's been uh, hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. I guess he's been sitting this way. So a uh, big thank you to Mike for all that. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in wherever you listen. I've seen, it's funny how many people in the chat, uh, Katie in the chat was saying that she's going to buy it for her IT department. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all the engineer talk, it totally reminds me of all the engineers in radio that we worked with, that I oh, knew yeah. how to deal with them because they were like, they're so angry. Oh, yeah. But you know how to befriend them and just, you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's what you got to do. You just got to find the middle ground. Yep. There's middle ground mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, send us an email, radio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. As we said earlier, don't forget to pick up your Fun Employment Radio sweatshirt. Yes. FunEmploymentRadio.com slash store. You've got basically two days left to it's get like your two, order in. It's like two days, two and a half hours. Yeah. So get there, get your order in. And I am I am going to be like a time-sensitive Nazi when it comes to this. Like, not 501. You cannot order them after 5.01, 5 o'clock. 5 p.m. Pacific 5 time Pacific on 10. Thursday, November 14th. Mm-hmm. That is the cutoff time. So get your orders in now, and they are awesome. I probably shouldn't have said Nazi when we're trying to sell our I, I realized that. I was. I wondered what you're, where you were going yeah. with that one. I don't, it just didn't work. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Well, we'll bleep it out, and then people will just guess as to what you were saying. Oh, that's that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So they'll have to figure out what, what you were calling them. Uh, so... <laughs> So uh, thank you so much, everyone. As we said, I won't be here tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show, however, I will be hosting it along with my favorite foul-mouthed lady, Miss Lisa Wood, and I think possibly an Aaron Duran as well. That will be a great show. And I think possibly some beer. So I think that's going to be happening. Do it. We didn't have a guest tomorrow that you scheduled. Now you're that I'm going to be here with, right? That I'm that I'm backing out on, like Uh, Michael McDonald that last time when you had your acting gig. Oh yeah, yeah, but Michael McDonald was cool. Yeah, but then Lisa Wood was talking to him about his balls. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do remember that now. (laughs) Nope, I think you're free and clear. All right, good. Okay. Okay, good. All right, well, thank you so much, everyone. You guys are awesome. And we, well, you. I will be back. Greg will be on a mountain with a whole bunch of actors. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Good luck to you. Uh, Don't blow it. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yep, there goes my shot. (laughs) Yep. All right, Sarah will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Like a...
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh. 